DB Eastwood um, discussing COVID-19, the pandemic, and the roles different echelons uh, of society play in, uh, in this uh, time. So I'd like to introduce you without any further ado to Bibi. Yes, she is. Well, here she comes. Here we go. Hello. Hi, everyone. So uh, can you just introduce yourself briefly? And, uh, yeah, sure. Let everybody know who you are and how we came to be chatting to each other. Okay. So, yes, my name is Bibi Eastwood, and I've been in the rehab, physical rehab um, industry for a long time. I'm a personal trainer. I have a background in dance. And um, I suppose I've always liked what you do. So I've always kind of been a follower of yours and a fan. And yes, and then you had this topic, which you tried to discuss before, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so I thought I would get in touch at that point. Cool. Well, so to talk about the topic, the, the topic that I came, that I was, that's being referred to in this is, this is the post here, if you see on the right. I've seen this post copied and pasted and put it all over the place. And basically, it's, you, as you can see, it says, next year, I don't want to hear about um, the same, the, the Sama, Brits, the Oscars, BAFTAs, or Golden Globes. Don't want to see single pathetic actress, singer, celebrity, or sports person on any red carpet. Next year, I want to see nurses, doctors, police, ambulance, crews, carers, support workers, all emergency service, shop workers, army, lorry drivers having free red carpet parties with awards and expensive goodie bags. If this doesn't happen, it'll be the biggest injustice ever. Thank you all who are working hard to keep me safe and allow me to have food on my table. Thank you to the farmers, especially the farmers. We love to, we love you. Keep loving what you do. Um, copy and paste, blah, blah, blah. So it's basically trying to, to I see the, the, the spirit of what the person's trying to do and celebrating and celebrating the, the key workers that are really doing an amazing job at this time. But I don't think it's, I personally don't think it's necessary to show support by denigrating another demographic. Uh, there's no need to, to, to lift one while crushing another. So yeah. I wanted to hear your view on this. Um, yeah, go for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I largely agree with you. Um, it's, it's so difficult to make a comparison because obviously these celebrities have very different kinds of jobs. So as you say, it's like, um, why, why would you sort of bash a whole bunch of people that don't, that don't offer services directly in healthcare as such? Um, I think it's a beautiful thing to uh, acknowledge and celebrate a lot of people who are working really hard and in a high risk, potentially very high risk situation. Um, yes, but it's, um, it's a, there's obviously a lot of strong emotion there and, um, I think it's that is a curious thing, and I think quite a lot of people are feeling this way as well. Mm. Um, while we're chatting, uh, everybody out there, if you have anything to add or you want to uh, get involved in the conversation, please comment. Don't uh, hold back. Share the video with others if you think they might be interested. Uh, let's all get involved, and we will address whatever you have. We're not going to take ages. We want this to be done and dusted in the next 20 minutes or so. We don't want to draw this out all day. Um, interestingly, going back to, to what we're discussing, um, I see a, a British magazine has started. I'm going to throw you off the screen for a second. But a British magazine has started to actually do just that by revering some of the, the NHS workers. Um, 
and showing just uh, putting them on the cover of their magazines. So here's two examples that I saw today, which is uh, very interesting, and uh, I think it's a it's a great step in the right direction, where everyday people that do extraordinary things should be should be uh, you know given the credit that they deserve. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very tough one because, again, like I tried to iterate when I uh, did my solo mission, the solo monologue, I was uh, struggling a little bit because there was no no bounce back. But um, you know, every single echelon of society contributes a lot in some way. Um, there's been a lot of other stuff where I've seen other posts where they like, "Where's your opinion now on?" Uh, Mr. Celebrity or something like that. I, I don't know if you've seen something where uh, your opinions are worthless, etc., etc., etc. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think um, it's also always easy to crucify people in in the public eye, <laughs> um, especially with with social media, because uh, you can't always discuss the merits of something um, very easily. It's such a little snapshot bullet if you like, um, that goes out there. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, 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 again, it's tricky because people in this healthcare industry, so many of them do it for passion, mm. certainly not for huge amounts of money. Um, and there's lots of people in all sorts of, on all sorts of services um, who are in those industries. You know, maybe they get paid decently or there's a range, um, but they certainly don't, do it for money and they certainly can't sell what they do over and over again like a celebrity can um and they're not in the public eye really so you know we, we can't really attack them that they're not on display all of the time in the same way that celebrities are so not that i'm suggesting that we attack <laughs> or verbally abuse <laughs> healthcare workers yeah um, uh, the thing is though again it's like because, you know, there's that whole imbalance of earning capacity as well. So, you know, you, you got, I used to get irritated coming from an adventure sports background. Um, there's this whole, um, this whole thing of adventure sports people can barely afford to live in a, t in a caravan and, and feed themselves and throw themselves off cliffs and jump out of airplanes and throw themselves off waterfalls and can hardly afford to live. And some, and you know, really risk their lives and watch their mates sometimes die as a result, and get paid next to nothing. And um, you got some footballer who gets looked at running on the on the on the football field, falls over and cries, and acts like he's been most wounded person on the planet, and gets paid millions of pounds a week. And um, it, the same could be said about you know these key workers and stuff getting their their low, I mean whatever income they get, it's not millions of pounds a week. I'm not going to say they get low income. I'm not going to say they get high income because it's it's relative, obviously. But but um, it's just uh, disproportionate. But and this is, I think, where a lot of the animosity that's being generated on social media is coming from. Um, but obviously, I think the thing to address there is the fact that one sector of the of the job market is actually generating extreme amounts of re revenue, and the other isn't. And how do we change that? And how do we fix that? You know, the, the football player is getting paid as millions of pounds a week because he draws millions, if not billions of pounds of revenue through ticket sales, through 
through filling stadiums, through all the rest of it. So at the end of the day, as much as we denigrate that situation, we are the ones responsible for it as the consumer of that product. Yeah, yeah, I, I also agree with you on that one. Um, we have a lot of <laughs> synchronicity, I guess, on this. But, um, well, it's the same thing, like if you take the example maybe of a, a rock star. He spends, I don't know, a month creating a track. It gets recorded. And then you can sell that three minutes across the world over and over again. That's it. Um, which you can't do, of course, if you're saving someone's life. Um <laughs> You know, <laughs> so like it is, it is just part of being in an unfair world. And like to to get in on what you said at the very end of your last bit was um, about uh, what you actually give in value and people making their own choices. Like I think people are, are very good also being emotional and, and ranting and not necessarily making choices in, in line with those feelings. So mm. not that I know who, who wrote that, but somebody might rant and then sit on their sofa and just keep ranting. Whereas you, you could make the choice of, you know, donating to your local Red Cross or, or your hospital or, or, or something that's contributing to the people that you want to value. Um, mm. So that's great. That's, that's actual um, tangible steps that you can actually take. Yeah, yeah. So it's it is voting with your dollar if if that is what bothers people. Mm. To go back in wealth. To go back to sorry if I keep cutting you off, it's because there's a bit of a lag. So I think that you I'm not I'm not trying to talk over you. Um, if uh, going back to that that post though, and talking about how you don't want to see people on red carpets, etc., and you want to see that, I think if there was an actual demand for people to watch the fireman's awards because they do exist they're not it's not like they don't exist there's also there, there's things like the fireman's games which are incredible it's uh, extreme demonstrations of athleticism and fitness and stuff that go into the, the fireman's games i don't know what it's actually called but it's 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 a massive competition international competition for firemen um if there was more support from the general populace on those sort of things then more money would be uh, generated and more um more revenue would be channeled through those streams. So then going also onto the thing of opinions of celebrities, as much as they are just actors, actresses, and all the rest of it, these are people that uh, in what I, th I, what I think uh, that are seeing the world in a slightly different light than the average Joe. And even having acted in certain things that any good actor or, um, or actress would research their part to some good extent to be able to execute it correctly. So having an opinion on something is not completely unjustified, surely, as well as the fact that because they're in the, the public eye, they have an ability to get a message across to many, many, many people. And we don't always know who's behind the message that they are delivering. So sometimes when they're trying to get involved and trying to do the right thing, they are being used as a conduit just to get the message out there. So I think it has its merits, but at the same time, it has... It can be used really badly, as I've seen in the conservation world. There's some really, really, really misguided celebrities that need some reining in, and, it, uh, and then you want to just slap them in the face and say, "Hey, stay in your lane, mate." Um, I can see there's a couple of comments. We've got about we had 13. We've got about nine people watching right now, but um, from what I can see, it's, there's a major lag between us and the actual Facebook broadcast. Um, 
So I just want to say how's it to Charles, Ilsa, Gail, Mark, how are you guys? Thank you for coming. Uh, Tracy, Ruan, thank you guys. Um, so if there's anything that you that you guys out there have to add to this, or if you want to argue the situation, we'll keep rambling along. If I see a comment that uh, challenges what we're talking about, then we'll definitely address it. Charles was saying, why did they start with number 19, COVID-19? Why not COVID-1? Did they fail 18 times with the creation of this virus? Um, basically, the 19 is 2019, Carl, uh, um, COVID, COVID, uh, coronaviruses. So COVID is coronavirus disease. 19 is 2019, because that's when it was discovered. And uh, just to answer that question, coronaviruses is a generic term for viruses, like you would call uh, antelope, a generic term for different types of buck and impala. So uh, I think flu is also a coronavirus. I'm not a doctor. Don't hit me. Um, but yeah, there are a hell of a lot of different coronaviruses. And this particular one is novel coronavirus disease 2019. So that's how that name came in. Uh, there's Ilsa saying hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think I answered that question. I don't know. Am I? Uh, tell me if I'm lying. I could be lying. I, I one of the things I pride myself on is having strong opinions loosely held. So I'll have a strong opinion until someone gives me data that shows me otherwise. Then I'll change my opinion. So if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah, well, something that's also very challenging, I think, is is even finding out correct information. Um, sorry, you have to walk with me on the camera. My my child's knocking on the door. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, is there's just such a flush of information. I don't know how anyone even makes sense of what's going on. But this so, is the problem with fake, with fake news and social media in general, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, an absolute minefield of nonsense and. Uh, yeah, craziness. It's just you, you have to sift through a lot of bullshit. And the other problem with the internet is that you, like Google, is you get what you search for. So you need to know how to search. You have to have a, a very uh, critical mind to utilize to utilize the internet properly. You have to search both sides, research both sides, look at all angles of the of the the equation, and then come to your own conclusions. Because if you search for what you're looking for, you will find what you're looking for, one side or another, every time. Yeah. Yeah, and also there's I, there's so many um, sort of conspiracy theories and five G is brought in and <laughs> it's um and again I I'm also speaking I, I don't know much about five G I don't know that much about uh, what's being said about these conspiracy theories but um, I can see how it's it's easy to believe them as well. <laughs> um, because so often things are launched, and then only much later do we find out that things were um, bad. Yeah. 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 Cool. Charles. Charles says thank you, Paula. Look up if you like you and my Mr. Google. <laughs> Don't, bro. <laughs> You'll be missing So yeah, and so I I can't see the comments. I don't know why. Um. So I'm just relying on info that's coming through from you, Paul. Yeah, no worries. I opened, I actually, because I've got four computers going here at the same time, so I've opened, I'm watching, I'm watching our live stream on a different computer, and then I'm watching us through this computer. <laughs> but, um, yeah. One second. 
Hey, there's Nicholas. Hi, Nicky. Nice to see you. That's cool. Does this? I wonder. This doesn't share onto your um onto your uh, profile, does it? Um. Well, I you know for some reason, just before this call, my my laptop and my Facebook is not working. It's not downloading anything. So I'm doing this from my phone. So I I can't um I can't see anything on on Facebook right now. It's bizarrely, for the first time ever in my life. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm on my phone. I, I apologize if my thing is wonky. Um, your your video is frozen. Okay, it's back. All right. Anyway, I think. Do you have anything else that you want to say on this topic? Well, I, I'd like to know um, for for anyone that is watching, and is sort of tuned in because they they're interested in the topic of um, celebrities and the healthcare workers, like. How, how people feel about it wherever they are. I mean, I'm right, I'm in Zim, right? So celebrities are not too much of a thing. Politicians, yes. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to stand on a red carpet anyway looking at a politician. But um, so I'm just wondering for wherever people are, what they think about it in their context. Yeah, so there's like I said, there's a bit of a lag between us and the actual broadcast, so it'll take a bit of few minutes for anybody to to get the the comments to come through. But uh, yeah, let's let's give them some time, and then we will see if anybody's got any any input that they want to ask or uh, add to the situation. Ah, there's Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Good night, Charles. Thanks for coming, mate. Um, but yeah, so I'll just take a moment. This is something that I would like to do regularly. Um, I'm going to have to find a sponsor because to do this more than three times in one month, I have to get a paid subscription to the broadcasting, and that's going to cost 30, 30 US dollars a month, which is not cheap. So um, if there's anyone out there that's interested and would like to sponsor a month, I'll happily... Uh, plug your business and plug your, <laughs> plug your <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Tell me what I must say for 30 bucks a month and I'll say it. As long as it doesn't uh, go against my uh, values and ethics, I will happily uh, give you a shout out and say whatever you uh, feel like as a sponsor. Uh, I'll take a moment to plug myself a little bit. So if you haven't already, please go and check out the Chronicles of Sunkwe. That's where I write short stories. And uh, it looks like that's the logo. You can Google it. It's on my website. There's also a Facebook group, so go for it. Um, yeah. So Ilsa, our communications minister suspended for was suspended for having dinner and posting it online. She's a public figure, and they just had no regard for the rest of the public. So that's in South Africa. Communication minister was suspended for having dinner and posting it online. Yeah, that's uh, a little bit uh, off sides. But I mean, let's be honest, when it comes to the politics in South Africa, Zimbabwe, a lot of places in the world, there's rules for some and not for others. Um, that's a whole other discussion. I don't think I don't think I want to dive into that right now today. I don't know. Do you have anything to say on that? 
Well, yeah. I mean, when it comes to politicians, exactly, they're the ones that do kind of make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, versus celebrities, uh, I guess, kind of doing their own thing as as they choose within the law. Um, yeah, it's also, I think, part of social media as well as you, you get to see what everybody's doing all of the time if you're in the public eye for whatever reason. Um, and I think that's a, that can be a good thing and it can also be a bad thing because um, people's opinions can be swayed and it's a high emotion time, right, during this shutdown. People are under a lot of psychological stress, emotional stress, blah, blah, blah. So it's easy to, to fire off. Um, yeah, that, that's all that I have to say about that one. Um, well, we've, we've hit 21 minutes. Uh, okay, so yeah, Ilsa just said yes, and SA, no, it was just interesting. So what are, what, what are celebrities doing, doing during this lockdown? It's a good question. I think most of them have just uh, locked themselves away. I think a lot of them are quite, a, quite afraid of the, the situation. I know, yeah. I know here in the UK, people are quite panicked about what's going on. And rightfully so, because there's, uh, you know, I live in a little village in the UK, so we don't, we're a bit sheltered from everything. I live in the middle of the forest. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we don't do much, but in London, it's chaos, absolute chaos. I have friends in the NHS who just say that it's, it's bad. Dulcie Quill has said, uh, what are your views on the private hospital in Harare for all the politicians? The gentleman who just passed away here of Corona, apparently it took four days for the results of the positive result to come out. Just seems there's no urgency. What are you doing? Um, well, let me tell you from a British standpoint, it's a little bit strange because firstly, uh, if there's a private hospital dedicated to politicians in Harare and they're funding it through um, taxpayers' money, which they probably are, then it's bad. If they're funding it through their own pockets, well, that's a different story and I don't really have a comment on it. But um, it's, uh, it's, again, going back to the whole thing, of there's, there's rules for the elites and rules for the commoners. And unfortunately, when you're a commoner, you, you're a commoner. It's not right. It will never be right. But it is what it is. And I think we can shout and whine about it or we can do something and get on our own thing. Like we've always done in Zimbabwe, from my experience, is we've seen the ineptocracy in, in that, de that we're dealing with. And uh, we normally just deal with things ourselves. When, uh, when electricity is not available, we get generators and solar power. When water is not available, we drill boreholes. When, um, when healthcare is not quite up to scratch, we rally together. When cyclone die happened, private ent entities came together and did all the rescues. It's just, we take it into our own hands in Zimbabwe. Um, but mm. if you want to hear my perspective from England, which is crazy scary, I mean, they're doing the best they can here and you have to be some, somewhat understanding. But in England, you can't even get tested. So the fact that uh, the gentleman in Bulawayo's test took four days is a massive improvement on the fact that in, in Zimbabwe, I mean, in England, you can't get tested. You literally get told by the NHS, don't even phone us until you're dying. Once you're dying, we'll then decide if we take you into the hospital or not, if we've got space for you. If we do have space for you, then we'll treat you and probably then test you to see if you are positive or not, but only at that point that it might even be too late. So things here are so, um, things here are so, uh, so hectic that, um, you know, you, 
<laughs> you can't even compare it. I mean, you're sitting there saying that you guys have got tests. We don't even have tests. It doesn't, it's not ex non-existent. We can't get a test. And then we have the same double standard because where I can't get tested, my neighbor can't get tested, and the common Joe can't get tested, but we hear every day, oh, Prince Charles got tested, and Prince Andrew this, and Boris Johnson tested positive, and now Boris Johnson's in ICU. And don't get me wrong, I wish BJ all the best. I like Boris because he's, he's just a delightful buffoon. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. You can cry about it or do something about it. Uh, Daniel Ritchie, nice to see you, Dan. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, don't think we can rely on the stats here. Oh, the thing, sorry. Daniel Ritchie, don't think we can rely on the stats here. Appears low numbers, or is it the quiet before the storm? What do you think, Phoebe? Uh, well, I was actually discussing this a little bit early with a friend, um, and it comes back a little bit to what we were saying about how you even get information. Um, I have very little confidence in in the government to really accurately record anything, um, let alone whether something might actually be a corona death virus or something that looks like something else. Um, and I also have this feeling of like, I, d I don't know either whether it's about to really spread. Um, and this is the calm before the storm. Mm. How would we even know? Um, it, it is tricky, at least here in, in Zimbabwe. Um, because we just don't actually have a clue and there's no real way of finding out. Um, so that, that is kind of weird. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about this whole testing thing, I have no idea how many testing kits there are here. Apparently, if you have some US dollars, you can go to some pharmacies, I've heard, and buy a test for yourself. Mm. But, of course, again, poor people I know. Want to do that? So, um, I know one or two individuals so who've been privately tested in Zim. I'm not going to say who, but uh, there are some individuals who I know that have been privately tested. Um, yeah, yeah, so possible. But obviously, the, the the highest risk I think is for those high density poor areas, hmm. um, because the the sanitation is poor. There's their nutrition is poor. They've got to all live on top of each other or very close to each other, like. I, I I so feel for those people um, because I really also feel like there's no help and that there's no way to probably even track where the virus is going if it spreads, you know, how it's being passed from who to who, which I know in other places they're trying to do. So if someone gets it, they test everybody around in their circle that they've been in contact with. Um, so, I yeah, it's, it's it's a huge problem, I think, for us. Um, I, have, I have no real answer about how to solve it. Um, right, let me cut you off there. We've got a yeah. very interesting comment. Um, hi, my name is Nicola. I work on the front line in the NHS in England. Um, I can tell you from the inside it is bad. We've had nine deaths in total just in the community. This is within two days of me working. She also said, I think in response to my uh, little rant about the UK NHS, she said only if you haven't got comorbidities shocking people that are severely ill won't be accepted onto covid wards just have to stay at home and hope the community will save you right thanks nicola mm. so, i think yeah. it's also a matter of scale is it not yeah it's 
it's, it's, it's resources versus number of people requiring the resources. So there's probably a process of trying to um, find out how do you minimize the, the strain on the resources. Like you, it's a ho horrible, harsh decision to make, but it's got to be made, I should imagine. Um, so you're to find all the time in the, in emergency services as well. I mean, I, I've seen it firsthand last year with the cyclone where you've got uh, 20 critically wounded people and space for 10 to get them out on the first chopper. And yeah. you have to make the decision. It's, it's just, that's just one of those things. There's nothing that can be done yet. Uh, Nicola's added that we have not peaked yet here in the UK. So that's, that's a concern. Um, Dulcie, wishing your friend all the best. Hopefully uh, that all comes right. Under sedation on a ventilator. It's a godsend he's in a first world country. Well, that's, well, it is a godsend. Going back to the stats for Zimbabwe. It's again, you can't have stats if you're not testing. So it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. But I've heard, again, rumors that um, pneumonia deaths have increased exponentially in the last couple of weeks or something. So is it misdiagnosis? Is it, is it pneumonia as a result of? Is it what? It, it's just so hard. It's the same thing. I had a situation where, because of my involvement with um, Cyclone Die Rescues last year, I constantly get asked the same question. And that same question is, how come the numbers of dead is only 1,800 or whatever reported? There are many, many, many more. Things. And my, the reason for that is that uh, a death statistic can only be given and confirmed if there's a confirmed death in the body. Mm -hmm. So thousands went missing, but they're unaccounted for. So the, 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 the numbers dead are the confirmed bodies that have been counted, loaded, and buried. So statistics are difficult. They, there's, there's, there's rules, regulations, and, uh, and um, standards for how the statistics are delivered. And that often causes a delay in the statistics. It causes inaccuracies in the, in the statistics and a lot of gray areas. So it's not as simple as, uh, um, oh, here comes another comment from, uh, Ilsa says that is horrible. It's sickening. The uh, thought the UK would be quite on thought the UK would be quite on the ball with it. They are on the ball. It's just a massive, massive issue. Like like I said, I don't want to fault the UK and what they're doing in the NHS. They're doing a bloody good job, but it's like uh, it's again just having the tools and the and the and the sheer manpower and the actual physical space and equipment. It's just this is why I've always been I've been worrying about Zimbabwe so much because if a place like the UK with resources with money with uh, the ability to 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 mobilize like that is struggling. Then a place like Zimbabwe, you guys need to really really adhere to your to your lockdowns and your and your safety protocols because if the shit hits the fan, it's going to hit the fan properly. Uh, Nicola says, with regard to testing, I've been offered a test. I have to go to London COVID Central to get my test, but they have declined test to people I live with. Uh, we have been told that by the end of April to expect a possible 20,000 deaths when the peak hits. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I am sincerely hoping that there's truth in this um, theory that the virus doesn't like heat. 
um, and that there's a possible kind of immunity because of people being immunized for TB. Yeah, the BGC. I've seen that very, going around. Again, don't know the, the, the quality of the science and the truth behind it. I know everyone's grasping and clasping at things um, and hope and so on. So I, I also really hope that that turns out to be true. Um, because like with all of this stuff, the elite certainly here will be fine. They've got their special private hospital. Um, and yeah, everyone else will just have to suffer and get on with it. And um, I think, you know, with, with Cyclone and Diet, it was such a, an amazing thing to see how people came forward and helped, brought things, ferried things, just helped in so many different mm -hmm. ways. And I think people would like to do that to a degree with this, but everyone's scared as well. They don't want to expose themselves. They don't want to carry it or pass it on. Um, so there's, I think there's also a bit of a, a wall in the way that people uh, are able to help because of the risks. So, yeah, yeah. And I, well, well, we'll see what happens. It's just ghastly even to say that. But um, I, yeah, like I said, I, I really hope that there's some truth in the virus, not liking heat and that TB vaccinations have already given us some sort of like pre-immunity and that won't be devastating. But we'll see. The other thing that you have a, a, an advantage of is the fact that you have a heads up. The, the thing with the UK and the reason why there's massive infection rates in places like the UK and the US is because these are, for want of a better expression, the center of the universe. Everybody travels through London. It's a massive hub for travel, for international uh, comings and goings. And the situation uh, started. It came in, it went crazy. We started putting the, well, we, the UK started putting the measures in place that were necessary. And countries like Zimbabwe are lucky in the fact that they're three weeks behind the entire thing because of the lack of the same level of travel between places. So that's given you a heads up and you've already been able to see what other countries are doing and what's working and what's not working. So you have a, a major opportunity to, to nip this thing in the bud because you have, uh, you have a, a, a forecast already. Whereas when it hits England and it hit, and it hit uh, China, it was a new thing. Like, what the hell? Uh, Nicholas, I, yeah. sorry, Nicholas says 5 to 10% of those in China previously hospitalized have been readmitted, but stats have not been published through fear of threat on government. Same said for my friends in Italy and Spain. Nurses being reinfected, but not reported for demographic and economic stats. Interesting. Sorry, you were going to say something in the previous. No, I, I was only going to say the other thing that we don't know is whilst we are ahead of the curve in terms of finding out about it potentially and having a head start, we also, one of the places that we do have a lot of immigration and, and movement of humans from is China. Mm. So I, I think a lot of people have also wondered whether it's also actually been here for a while. Um, yeah. And has it just been undiagnosed, put down to pneumonia? Again, we, we, we can't know. Um, is it not as explosive in terms of spreading because of these other factors I already mentioned, you know, temperature and TB or whatever? Um, I don't know. And again, everyone's got their, you their know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to bring Nicola into the conversation. Cool. Um, I'm going to give her a... Nicola, just click this link and come and join us in the conversation. Uh, I just got to work out how to do this. 
blah blah. <laughs> um, okay, here I'll put it here. Hopefully that's sent. Yeah, it's sent. Okay, uh, click that link, link, Nicola, and you can join us in the conversation and have a few words to say. Um, she wrote, infection control here is at least three weeks behind other countries. When liaising with friends, our infection control will not accept other countries' report as it's not shown yet. I don't know what that means. So yeah, it's I've lost my train of thought because I was going gone on to the comments there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Mm. I don't know how it would be actually nice to know if people put in their comments where they actually are in the world watching this. Um, yeah, we, we tend to be more aware of what's happening kind of around us. I think. <laughs> While we wait for Nicola to join, this has gone way longer than I expected. Are you still okay for time then? Me, you yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a child who wants to play chess with me randomly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll 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 do a few more minutes, but yeah, we were also unprepared um, for this to go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, while we wait for Nicola, I'm just going to say that, uh, okay, she's, she's going to get on, she's just downloading something. Um, yeah, again, I'd like to do this kind of thing with different guests as often as possible. Um, Bibi's been amazing today. It makes such a difference having someone to talk to. I'm open to all sorts of different uh, topics. I'm very keen to, to tackle hunting and conservation as a topic. I'm very keen to tackle um, all sorts of dodgy ground. So if you feel like you've got something to say on the topic and uh, want to get involved, please can you just uh, inbox me, uh, direct message me, and uh, with a topic we can then chat privately and see if it's something worth pursuing and, yeah, really get some conversations going and some entertainment going during this and use this lockdown pr uh, period uh, productively. Uh, let's see if we've got any luck with Nicola. Is she coming on? It's, uh, so Nicola CJ Cook is is uh, UK. Natalie Pinar in Harare. We already know that Nicola is an NHS, so she's somewhere in the UK. Uh, Rob Potts, I believe, here in Australia. Daniel Ritchie's in Polawayo. Ilsa Jordan is in. Uh, in South Africa, uh, Dulcie's in Bulawayo, um, Ross Johnson's in Bulawayo, Robert Ross, hope you are uh, enjoying the snake season. Mm. How's it going down in Bulawayo? I'd like to know how people are feeling down there because the most recently reported death has been this older man um, yeah, in Bulawayo. Uh, yeah, maybe, again, I can't see the comments, but maybe just if you could put a little something, that would be that'd be cool. I, I'd like to know what it's like, certainly, having heard that news. I wonder what's happening. Is uh, Nicola almost there? Otherwise, we have to call it quick. And you said it's 
Oh, Tatenda. So Tatenda Machangu's just joined. He was uh, I was on his team at the Cyclone Dieting. He was uh, he's a uh, uh, works with Econet and uh, was very instrumental in uh, during the doing the logistics of uh, all the the food aid logistics during Cyclone Dieting and really was supportive. Wow. Okay. Uh, Rob Potts in Australia is saying, hi, I'm in Australia, but our cases are on the decline and we aren't in lockdown. So they're taking a different... Um, okay, Nicola, that's that's a, a, sorry, guys, it's taking a mo, but it's, it's happening. Um, yeah, so he says they aren't in lockdown, but their cases are in decline. Well, that's great news. So you're obviously doing something right down there. Um, are the borders still open? Are people still traveling? What's changed? What's, what's made a difference? One of the big things that I've re I think I believe with the situation is that um, I think there's a massive population of people that are asymptomatic, which is the scary part because mm. you just don't uh, you just don't know who who's got it and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they I think Australia did close their borders, didn't they? So if if you were an Australian uh, citizen. You could fly in, uh -huh. um, but if you, but you couldn't be there as a tourist. You had to like either get out or, <laughs> or cancel your <clears throat> your holiday or your visit because they were definitely closing down um, on that stuff. Daniel yeah. Daniel says from Bulawayo they've not been given much information, but apparently they've followed up on all his on all his contacts made. So I, I am assuming that Daniel's referring to the gentleman that's recently passed away. They've traced his contacts and, and are looking at uh, where his potential infection originated and if he's man probably infected others. Yeah, they did that with the, the Vic Falls case as well, um, the, who was supposed to be patient zero for, for Zimbabwe, the first, uh, the first uh, case in Zimbabwe. They, they were very uh, stringent about taking down all of his um, information of who he's seen and who he's uh, interacted with in the past however long. Rob Potts has answered, he said, borders are shut internationally, national, nationally and regional. So no one's allowed to go anywhere. It's not, it's not formal shutdown, but you can't travel, I guess. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, so I don't know. I still don't see Nicola on here at all. Oh, Daniel's saying, I do not think they have followed up. That's very interesting. Sandy Baines says she's in the UK. Oh, Phoebe's gone. Something happened, and we lost someone. We lost Phoebe. Anyway, that is sometimes how it goes. Technical difficulties. There's always going to be technical difficulties. So if nobody's got any more uh, to say, I'll give you guys one or two more minutes to, to make a comment if you want. But uh, otherwise, I reckon we will start calling it a wrap. Oh, there's Bibi. She's messaging me now on Facebook. She said she froze. Uh, I'm just going to tell her to try reconnect.
Okay, I think um, I think yeah, Daniel's saying you can see that there's been posts of uh, sanitizing the streets, etc., etc., etc. Let me give. Let me see if I can give uh, Nicola one more chance to try and uh, to try and get in on this. I think Bibi's back. <laughs> I don't know either. These technical difficulties are are normal. Uh, nothing. I basically just told people that you vanished. Oh, that's a very, very interesting thing. Okay, hold on. I don't think, sorry, I'm talking to you, but I don't think you're actually on. Um, there you go. <laughs> Now you're back. Now you're Hi. Back. Hi, everyone. So I was I was just speaking to Paul, and you, you couldn't hear me. Um, I was just saying, I'm I'm really interested in in finding how finding out about how people feel about once the so-called lockdown and panic time is over, because oh, she's I'm, here. yeah. Oh, is Nicola here? She is. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So in the meantime, if you if you can put some comments about whether you think we will get back to a sense of normality or whether we'll always have this kind of threat sensitivity to germs and viruses and people coughing near us. I mean, is it just going to change how we always are from now on? I don't know if people can put a little something or how they feel about that. Yeah, we'll give them a chance to do that. Whilst they putting those comments on, it seems I can, I have to drop you off the screen to put Nicola on. So I'm going to hide you. Go do that. Um, and then I'll put Nicola on. So this is Nicola. She's going to introduce herself. Um, Nicola, you'll be on in two, one, and you're on. Hi. Nice oh, to wow. meet you. Oh, hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, and I found your um, your stuff quite interesting, actually. But I'm just like, for yeah, from the from actually working on the inside, it's really shocking. <laughs> like, um, it's bad and people don't even realize like the amount of people that will hurl abuse at everyone else just saying oh social distancing blah blah blah, blah but yet they'll walk into tesco down an aisle which is not even like a meter apart from each other yet they'll hurl abuse at everyone else like what do you think of that uh, okay so just to reiterate you want to know uh, about the the social ramifications of people becoming frustrated with each other because of the situation they're facing yeah i mean i only dropped into sort of part of that conversation i was trying to sort of fix other things up so i don't know exactly where you are i lost a bit of that conversation that you were having so yeah i i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> 
okay well i i haven't i haven't personally experienced any rudeness or anything from people and where i live is a very small little village everybody's quite you know meek and mild yeah they're not uh it's not city life where people are bumping into each other and uh, a bit more aggressive so i don't really have personal experience on that i'm but now we've got you on here you can you can tell a bit more about your experience and what you've seen and what and any warning that you have for people in zimbabwe and um you know don't be complacent i'm going to go through some comments because i see there's comments coming through i can't see any i don't think i can see any of those sorry no, i've never done this thing before comments. so i don't know <laughs> so ilfa says i think this virus is going to have a massive effect for for still a few months even years oh yeah we were talking about um do we ever think we will actually get back to normal or has this changed us as human beings fundamentally that we'll actually always be afraid of this now and it'll be something hanging over us for the rest of our lives basically well just from a medical um, point of view finish, sorry just to finish uh ilsa's comment um and it will have a massive change on people's own hygiene and personal space but i also think we might be in for a longer lockdown than planned here in south africa Sandy Bain says, just like less traveling following air crashes, people will be careful for a while after the virus is under control. I think that things will go back to normal. So she's saying that people will do that old, uh, old thing that they do is they learn for a short amount of time and then old habits die hard and they go back to normal. Yeah. Daniel says, I think we will be on the aware for not from now on as I don't think this is going to go away. Um, and Elsa says this is going to be disastrous for our country. Don't know about the rest of the world like you, like by you guys, Paul. Um. So my my input on that is, uh, this definitely there's economic disaster coming because there's everything just stopped. But um, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on how that should be handled. I have a very good mate that thinks that that reckons the economic disaster will be worse than the 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 actual fallout from the the virus. And he thinks everything should go back to normal, and those that need to die must die. But I mean, that's a quite a cold, quite a cold, uh, cold way of doing things. But um, it's one of these situations where there is no right answer. There's lesser evils, and we have to just try and decide and identify what the lesser evil is and work with that. There is no, there is no get out of jail free card on this one, and there is no definitive right answer. It's it's blurry all the way you look at, at the it. moment. So, at the moment. And I'm only yeah. going to say that just because we don't yet have a vaccine. We don't have anything. It's like, say, for example, um, infections that we know of. As soon as we know of them and we know how to treat them, you get treated. You then get better, hopefully. And then after that, you carry on your normal daily life. So as soon as they find some sort of reasonable vaccine for all of this, it will, people will just, I guarantee you, in about, I don't know, like less than three years' time after all of this, People will just go, it will be one of those situations where they'll say, oh, yeah, do you remember that COVID? Yeah, 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 we remember that. But as soon as they've got a vaccine, they'll just go back to old ways. And then thereafter, they'll just patiently await for a next time because there's always going to be a next virus. There's always going to be something like that. So something like this is is basically a very, very mild version of back in medieval times with the Black Plague. They didn't know what it was. So they were isolating themselves to protect themselves. We're doing exactly the same thing. We just don't have a vaccine yet. As soon as we have one, people just go back to their normal daily living and not really think about it again, only when it like crops up into a conversation. And uh, as a healthcare professional, do you have anything to say to all those conspiracy theorists that are all anti-vax and saying the vaccine that's coming, this is all engineered for uh, for this vaccine to be administered to uh, control the world and control the population? I mean, I, I know it's ludicrous, but ha! Say something. <laughs> ha! <laughs> oh, 
oh my Christ. Like, if you saw, like, actually what people do inside the labs, like, how hard, like, everyone here in the NHS is working our asses off to save everyone else <laughs> like will you then see actually maybe there is some hard work that goes into this and it's not just some magic person that goes and creates a vaccine to go and floor us all like you know yeah it's a bit of a slap in the face really isn't it <laughs> it's just like what the hell people <laughs> like spend the day in you'll see exactly what happens like literally within two days of working nine people dead like that's not even we're not even peaked yet there's like literally my colleagues left right and center dropping like flies today for example going out straight into a covid like household with nothing but some like a pair of gloves uh, an apron which is just flappy and everything like that and and a mask which just has like that sort of gap there you know i can get air, air in and out of that how is that protecting me? I have one, one single FFP3 mask, and that is the only mask that will protect, and it won't protect, fail to say, it won't protect other people, but it will protect myself. So it will stop me from absorbing anything in, but it won't protect them from me breathing things out. And I have one of those to last me for however long that this whole thing lasts at the moment. Like, <laughs> mm. so, yeah, it's a bit like, for people to go and say, oh, these, like, um, vaccine much like people are so anti-flu vaccines you know they're like oh it's going to give my child this or you know whichever it's just like yeah if you saw the work that actually went behind it or you actually you know sort of spent a day in there to see it you wouldn't think like that mm. all right i'm going to stop you there nicola because i'm going to bring bb back in and uh, and uh, let her go because she's don't got life to live um thank you for coming we'll catch you later bye Okay, so coming back in as BB, I think we're going to wrap it from here. Uh, here she is. Hi. I don't know if you had, I don't know how much you could hear of that or were you fully in? Yeah, I, I could hear everything. Oh, okay, cool. So you weren't yeah. like locked out while you were off the screen. <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so anything else that you want to say just before we wrap this whole thing up? Um, well, Paul and everyone out there, um, <laughs> not, not really as such. I, it was interesting to hear what Nicola had to say being on the, the front lines. Um, and obviously that's a country that has some decent, well, that's debatable, decent money put into healthcare, but certainly more than here in Zimbabwe. So she's got her one mask, um, and she's around the virus actually all the time and that's of course a very different experience for the rest of us who are isolating and staying away from people um but yes we'll see if they develop a vaccine which i'm sure they're bound to at some point it'll be interesting to see even a year from now you know we've got easter as our reminder in time our little mark in time what will it be like 2021 2022 yeah and and how much we have changed or not, it'll be highly revealing of, of human behavior and, and mm. nature, this kind of thing. And that is very interesting. But yeah, I do hope everyone stays safe. I know it's everyone says that to death and it's a bit, blah, but it's true. <laughs> it's like, I want people to stay safe and um, take the precautions that they can and just hope, hope for the best for everybody, wherever it is that you are. Mm. Natalie yeah. Pino says, I think the repercussions and peripheral damage this is causing, such as mental health issues and economic damage, will affect us for a while after this. I don't think it will become a distant thought too quickly. Yeah, it's 
it'll be interesting to see what develops. But I think we're going to wrap it up there, guys. I'm going to say it one more time. Thank you to everybody who's gotten involved and gotten in on the conversation. Uh, anyone who's watching, thank you as well. Um, as I said before, I'm keen to do this as much as 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 much or as often as possible. Uh, different topics, different um, different guests. If you want to be a guest, give me a shout out. If you want, if you know someone you think should be a guest, give it, give them a shout out and tell them to to, to inbox me. Um, some good stimulating conversation would be great. And uh, please, uh, to, to, to make this successful, please share this video, tag people, show whoever you think might think it was interesting. Give us feedback. If you thought it was absolute horseshit, tell me that too. Tell me where I can improve. I'm not, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm okay with that. Although if you're a dick, I will just block you. <laughs> Do it nicely. Be nice. Um. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, and thank you very much, Bibi, for taking the time out to come and chat. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, for having me on. Catch you later, everyone. Bye.